Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Whatever, Dave. Okay, say yeah, Dave. Whatever. Whatever, Dave. It's the Whatever Dave Radio Network. Wherever fine podcasts are ignored. Good evening. Whatever, Dave. Still a man down, but uh, we will be checking in with Richard at the end of the show. And uh, exciting announcement at the end of the show, Dave. Yes, so stay, can't, can't wait. Stay tuned. We'll be checking in on uh, our, our friend Richard and letting you know something very exciting going on uh, with the show. But I'm going to tell you something that's not exciting, Dave. Please do. Um, for all intents and purposes, we are in a recession in the um, textbook sense, two uh, quarters of negative growth. Along with uh, recession comes inflation. Along with inflation comes shrinkflation. And uh, it, it, it has come to my doorstep this weekend. Um, the wife and I went to Olive Garden on Friday. And the taste we, of Italy. The taste of it. Well, and, you know, I, not to besmirch them because when I'm there, I'm family, but I have to call something out. Uh, Dave, when you go to the Olive Garden, how many breadsticks do they bring out? It has been a while since I've been to the Olive Garden, but uh, usually it's like four. Uh, usually it's five or six. Okay. And uh, the wife and I um, only got four breadsticks in our first go round. Of course, they okay. bring they bring you more back and everything. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm going to uh, be measuring inflation uh, by what I call the BSI, the breadstick index. Got it. Okay. Now, in the in the uh, interest of research and science, we went back later on that weekend with another couple. So there are four of us. And the waitress brought us five breadsticks, which is more breadsticks than we got, but it's less BSP breadsticks a person. So, um, actually, it's quite a uh, it, it was quite a dramatic drop in BSP. It went from two BSP uh, to one point two five. So, um, how you were expecting five to six breadsticks for just you and your wife? Normally, the first round they bring you five to six, and then and then they, they'll they'll lowball you on the uh, how many subsequent were you expecting co- if there was two couples? I, I I was I was expecting uh, the standard five to six to either okay. one. Got it. But if right. our you know if my wife and I you know we had two BSP breadsticks a person, then if there were uh, four of us, I would expect eight. Yeah. So right. Um, it's real, and uh, I I mean, you know, people can spin it whatever way they want. Um, you know, there's people out there saying, oh, we're not in a recession because because there's no job loss. Um, um, there's still consumer spending. I think that shows evidence that it's not a bad recession yet, but nonetheless, we are in a recession, and 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 that was living proof to me, at least. I mean, you know, um, you got to be able to uh, have a uh, you know adequate amount of breadsticks. That's true. So I wonder if maybe you, this is the great breadstick famine of 2022. I wonder if you go to like Texas Roadhouse, they they're gonna skimp you on the rolls, right? Uh, well, they and, stopped they stopped doing the peanuts there, but that was more because they were short staffed due to COVID. They didn't have really? enough people. Didn't know that they didn't have enough people oh. to uh, clean up the uh, clean up the peanuts. I'm trying to think of other places that give you either breadsticks and or bread. Red uh, Lobster. Okay. I, I don't know how many cheddar biscuits because you know I can't yeah. do dairy anymore. Right. Okay. So. Um, you might have to do some more investigating with I Chelsea might. and, uh, you know, report back. I will. Because, uh, you know, Dave, we're nothing if not the watchdog of the public. But uh, yeah. th- this this is very concerning. Um, and, Dave, you know me. I'm not really big on um, delighting in other people's misfortunes. But I have to say I would make an exception 
for Alex Jones. His chickens are coming home to roost. Big time. And I have to say um, that I, 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 I'm very happy. Why don't you give us a, a little rundown on what's happening with Alex Jones and the lawsuit he's facing from Sandy yeah. Hook parents. Yeah, they, uh, they came down the um, $4 million. He's going to get paid. He has to pay four million dollars to the to these two parents. Uh, right. Well, that, so there's uh, these two parents. Um, they they are parents of a couple of uh, of children who were killed right. in the 2012 Sandy Hook massacre. Right. Uh, which was ten years ago, and Alex Jones has made a uh, has made a fortune um, selling lives to gullible paranoid people. Uh, made a fortune on the pain. Of, of these parents by saying that Sandy Hook was a hoax. It was a false flag operation carried out by crisis actors uh, to infringe on the Second Amendment. And his InfoWars shows, um, he's, it, it, there was a certain point where he was making $800,000 a day uh, just peddling all this conspiracy theory stuff. And um, and people believed it. I mean, my Facebook feed has been, been full of Sandy Hoax uh, conspiracy theorists. And, and the problem with conspiracy theorists, theorists, Dave, is they put more work into be, being crazy than we do in, in, into being sane. So we may have the truth on our side, but they've done more research into this made-up story that it's hard to argue with them. So uh, a couple parents took him to court. Right. And this, uh, I, uh... I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a trial uh, but but the court proceedings have been a real circus. Yeah. Number one, Alex Jones. Um, he, <laughs> he 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 was on the stand and he said under oath that he did not uh, have any text message exchanges about Sandy Hook. Um, and then the Sandy Hook parents' lawyer, um, Alex Jones's lawyer, accidentally sent all of his text messages from the last two years to the Sandy Hook parents' lawyers. Uh, so he was busted for perjury. Um, he went. He, he's been going on his show during this whole court proceedings and talking trash about the judge, the opposite, uh, the opposing lawyer, saying that the judge was uh, helping pedophile rings. I mean, it's just absolute bizarre world. And the fact that people still take this guy seriously, even though during a custody battle. His lawyer submitted into court that his his bit was just BS, right? Um, you know because his wife said, "Watch his show on Infowars. He's a lunatic. I don't want him around my children." And his lawyer said, "Oh well, that's a bit. He he's 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 a fit parent." And then in a 2019 deposition, he said that uh, the Sandy Hook hoax uh, what wasn't real. Uh, he said that uh, the Sandy Hook shooting did happen, and he said it again this week in the court proceedings. So that gets us up to where we are today. Right. So the, the two parents, uh, Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, uh, whose son Jesse died in the attack, they had sought damages for defamation and inf- an infliction of emotional distress. So they were awarded $4.1 mil- $4. million. And... Um, the jury was also asked to decide whether Jones, who had already been found liable by a judge because he did not hand over critical evidence before the trial began, 
they must also decide whether to award punitive damages, and that panel will hear testimony on that subject Friday. So it's not done for him. He might right. he's probably going to owe some more. Well, or, and so know. what What were the Sandy Hook parents originally looking for? They were looking for $150 million. And how much was he looking to pay? He said that $2 million, anything over $2 million would bankrupt his company. Now, he also... But he originally wanted to pay out $8. He one, wanted to originally... $1 yes, for each victim. He originally wanted to pay out $8, and so he already filed for bankruptcy earlier in the court proceedings. Good. To probably... And they're also accusing him of hiding a bunch of money oh, yeah. in uh, shell companies, too. So uh, this story is not over uh, well, quite yet. Well, you know, Dave, it, I think a lot of people hold the First Amendment to be um, the most one of the most sacred of amendments. Um, and Alex Jones is one of those people who abuse the First Amendment to do bad things. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. I mean, it uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, they compared what the parents have gone through with the emotional stress to um, you know uh, military coming back from war and the uh, PTSD that they go through. After being in war, that's what they're comparing the emotional distress that the parents have gone through because of Alex Jones and what he was saying about Sandy Hook being fake and everybody being an actor. And it was just all about uh, gun rights. I mean, so they have, uh, you know, been through a lot. And um, well, on top of the trauma of, of losing your child. Sure. Now you've got this fat loudmouth. Saying that it's all a hoax, that no children died when, you know, you're, you, you know for a fact your child died. Number two, um, these parents face gunshots at their own house because they're crisis actors. Yeah. They're phone, trying phone to... calls, social media. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so, ridiculous. And so that's where your First Amendment right ends. If your First Amendment right puts other people in danger, mm-hmm. on top of that, he has said under oath multiple times that he believes that uh, the Sandy uh, Hook shooting really did happen that's perjury in itself that's right. you're not connecting i mean it's over at that point yeah all right so all right Dave, let's get in your uh, stack of stuff uh first story uh that i found was an interesting headline it came from npr and their planet money uh topic it said want to lay off workers more smoothly there's a startup for that and i thought to myself what does that mean that is absolutely appalling. So there is a company that will come to people's business, and their whole uh, thing is figuring out, instead of the company hiring all these consultants on how they can save money and everything, this startup comes in and helps them lay off workers. Right, you would think that maybe they would take some of that money that they're 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 paying this layoff company, and I don't know, use it to retain some of these workers. Right, the company's called Continuum, and they're calling it a labor marketplace for fractional executives. And what are fractional executives? Well, basically, that's tech speak for part-time consultants. So the company aims to connect startups with seasoned executives who work a few hours a week. And they'll provide advice, and and the uh, CEO of Continuum says, Why spend millions on recruiting and employing executives full-time when you can spend only thousands employing them part-time? And part of their job is letting down these employees lightly that are getting fired for whatever reason. Right. So, I mean, what exactly 
are they doing that these big companies are paying them to do? Well, apparently, uh, it's basically uh, TaskRabbit for paid executives. And you know what TaskRabbit is? Is that like uh, where you go on? It's like Fiverr, where you go on and look for 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 gigs, and you you click on them and you do them on a freelance basis. Yeah. So TaskRabbit, you hire gig workers to like assemble furniture or repair your home. While Continuum, you hire gig executives to consult your business, including now how to smoothly, strategically, and humanely lay off workers. That's one of the big parts of their selling. I mean, so what's humanely? I mean, humanely, you don't work here anymore, but but you, we'll still give you a paycheck yeah, so you can support yourself? Yeah, they give you advice on what to do next and how to help them out instead of just some of the ways that they, that they said in the articles that some of these big companies have been laying off workers it's like you get a zoom call okay you're done it's all it's like a massive layoff all right goodbye right and then you're asked to leave the premises i, I or... mean I gotta, I gotta be honest dave if i'm losing my job I, it doesn't matter if it's a phone call or a zoom call or they make me drag my happy ass down to the office it, it nothing's it, neither one of those scenarios are gonna make it better yeah, and it's interesting because so Continuum charges a flat a flat fee for laying off for their layoff consulting services, and the fee escalates with the headcount. So for companies with up to a hundred employees, ten thousand dollars flat rate. Okay, that's what you're going to pay them. For those with between a hundred and two hundred fifty employees, fifteen thousand, and for those between two hundred and fifty to five hundred, twenty thousand. I'm, this sounds like the sequel to Office Space, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Jeez, oh, Pete's. I, I... And for this fee, Continuum offers 10 hours of advising from elite executive advisors, a plan to communicate layoffs to employees and the broader world with an, an analysis to help with diversity, equity, and inclusion goals. I mean, how how good can you feel about yourself working for a company like that? You're, you're meeting somebody new. You're out on a date. Or you're seeing someone and you're meeting their family for the first time. Uh, what line of work are you in? Uh, we help companies lay people off. Yeah, I mean, that's the job. I mean, that's the big part. Now, they off, they also offer advice for your company and how to make it better and, and other stuff. But the big part of it, with all these tech companies that are now starting to lay off as the tech boom starts to kind of yeah. shrink, the big, I mean, they are taking a, they're making a ton of money off of companies who just don't want to deal with laying off their employees. Right. They'd rather hire this company to come. It's gutless. And just make it, you know, right. and just make it easier. It, it's really interesting. Yeah. It, it, it's gutless. It's spineless. I mean, I, look, I, I probably, I, I could never be in management because I could never, I, I, I could fire someone if they, like, deserved it, but, like, if they were a good employee, and they worked hard, and the only reason that they're being let go is because corporate um, sees them on a spreadsheet and, and wants to, you know, uh, eliminate some some payroll. I couldn't do that. But if that was my job, I wouldn't outsource it. it it's almost worse because it, it it what it does is it keeps it it, it keeps the uh, management or the people doing the laying off from actually. Feeling the pain, exactly. You know, yeah. So. I mean, it's 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 like passing the buck to do something that it may be uncomfortable. Next topic. Uh, I'm sure that you've heard about uh, the PGA and the LIV, the Live Tour, yeah, the Saudi Tour, yes. yeah. 
I've got uh, a lot of questions. I'm glad you brought and this it's up. Interesting. Well, go ahead. Uh, this story says that the uh, all the people that uh, got kicked out of the PGA because they went to live, well, they are now suing the PGA, calling it an illegal monopoly. And what's interesting about this, as you know, that all of the uh, when you're a, when you're a part of the PGA, you're an independent contractor. There is no like. You know, CBA, there is no like players union. It's really? not like basketball right. or baseball where you're kind of protected against this kind of stuff. So, all these live golfers that left to go take money and then were kicked out of the PGA are saying that you can't do that. It's illegal to, to exclude us from uh, the PGA because we went to another. Uh, entity to uh, to make more money. So I've got a lot of questions about this live tour. Now this live tour and the big knock against it is that it's 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 funded by the Saudi government. Correct. Like what what in the world is is the Saudi government's interest in starting a golf league? I know that uh, you know like Phil Mickelson and and a lot of these other players that have gone to play. Um, you know, aren't aren't fans of the PGA? Wouldn't mind seeing the PGA go under. But what, like, why, why, why does the Saudi government care what happens with the PGA, and why do they care so much that they're actually going to use billions of of, of essentially taxpayer uh, publicly funded dollars to start this uh, uh, golf league that doesn't even have a TV deal? I want to say that they, it's just a case of them having a lot of money and they're just doing what they want, you know. And the other, the other thing is the PGA has to be careful here. No, no matter how you feel about these players going to uh, another league or how you feel about the Saudi government, the PGA telling people that if they go to the Live Tour, they can't come back. That that could really come back and bite them because well, we're we're hearing about all these big names going over. They made a run at Tiger Woods for eight to nine hundred million dollars. It didn't happen. But if they keep poaching away these stars and the PGA says don't come back, essentially the PGA is going to have nobody to market and and, and going to have nobody that that viewers are going to be tuning in to watch. Well, if you look at it, there's two different thoughts. So. You know, of the people that have gone over to live, you've had a few that are young, still PGA stars, but a lot of them are just older. I wouldn't call them has-beens because they're great golfers, but let's just say they're in the twilight of their career. Mm-hmm. You're a little choked up. I am, so I apologize. But um, then you have the Tiger Woods uh, and some of the other golfers who are standing up for the PGA. And Tiger made a great point. He said, you know, if you're going over there to get this, uh, what he called automatic money, right? which ba- basically it because is. Because they're you know, paying people a ton of money, and, right. you, and you're going to make six figures Why? even if you don't place. What's the, what's, the, um, what's the emphasis to try to improve your game? You know, what's the emphasis the to try to, yeah. you, know, what's the, the, you know, what's the incentive to try? You know, when you're getting, you know, eight hundred thousand dollars for coming last place. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I, I, I have I kind of feel uh two ways about it. I understand if you're somebody in the PGA where it's hard to make money and if you're not established, going and taking the six million dollars like James Pyatt did mm-hmm. from you know, Michigan State. Right. 
But if you're somebody like Dustin Johnson, then, I mean, you know, why, you know, you're already established. You've made all this money. You've won some majors. You know, what, what do you, I mean, I guess $150 million that he was paid is worth it. But so I, I, I see it, but I don't see it. Well, I respect what Tiger Woods says, but I also see, you know, why the PGA is upset about it and why some of the other golfers. Um, and then, you know, the um, I think the, the PGA is also being investigated on a federal level, too, for what they've done to the golfers, too. So this story still has a lot more uh, to be told. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I guess I feel, you know, I, I'm not 100% for the PGA. I'm not 100% for, for, for LIV. Uh, I'm kind of caught in the middle because I, I kind of see both sides. Well, and, and, and like I said, I mean, the PGA, because it sounds like the Live, the Live doesn't care if you jump between the PGA and the Live. They don't care, no. Yeah. The PGA cares if you come back, though. Right. And so the PGA, right, exactly. And so the PGA is saying, okay, if you walk out that door, don't come back. And if this live thing doesn't collapse under the weight of itself, which is a very real possibility because there's a lot more money going out than coming in at this point. Right. Like we said, there's not even a TV deal. Right. They're on YouTube. They are getting right. some. They all, they do seem to be getting. They got uh, David Faraday who just jumped over there. They almost um, got Charles Barkley, right? They, they did. And I have watched it. Yeah. Um they don't have a lot of people there watching it, okay? But um you know, uh it seems you know the, the Saudis have deep deep pockets. So, well, you know. And uh going on to the next topic, Dave, that that uh, you know, the LIV having a YouTube deal and not a TV deal. Um you know, these streaming deals are 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 getting bigger and bigger and eventually uh, they might be the wave of the future and be more lucrative than actual uh, broadcast uh, television deals. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because, uh, as you know, Thursday Night Football this year in the National Football League has gone over to Amazon Prime. And Thursday Night Football, that's like the opposite of Monday Night Football, right? Like Monday night is supposed to be the creme de la creme matchup, right. and Thursday night is... Uh, is 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 kind of the toilet, right? A lot of at the, this well, point, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the players don't necessarily like Thursday night. It's a short turnaround from Sunday uh, to play Thursday, and uh, more uh, susceptible to injuries. You don't go through the same recovery and stuff like that. And sometimes the Thursday games are exciting, and sometimes they're not exciting. But Amazon Prime is trying to do something kind of like what ESPN did with Monday Night Football, in that. They've teamed up with the Dude Perfect people, and I don't know if you're familiar with the Dude Perfect people. Well, and you're, you're like similar to the Manning cast, Correct. like an alternate broadcast, right? And the, but the Dude Perfect people, they have like 53 million followers on YouTube, yeah. and they do like these stunts. So they're going to have an alternate Thursday night football stream with Dude Perfect. If you don't feel like watching the regular uh, broadcast, kind of like Monday Night Football, you could watch the Manning cast, or a couple games they did with Nickelodeon, where they had right. uh, the Nickelodeon... Um, so, I mean, but what's dude, is Dude Perfect actually doing play-by-play, or are they just going to be doing wacky stuff during the football game? what I game? understand, they're going to be doing wacky stuff, uh, while, while but still somehow, uh, you know, they're going to be doing um, outlandish stunts, trick shot videos... And um, they're not going to be on every Thursday Night Football, and yeah. Amazon hasn't announced which games will include the Dude Perfect streams. But 
Uh, they also said that if Dude Perfect isn't your thing, they're among the, multern- the multiple alternate stream offerings that will be available this season. So I don't know how many different streams of this football game you're going to be able to watch well, on uh, Thursday nights this and year. I, I've never watched Dude Perfect, but this just sounds like an executive saying, we got to do something different. Let's find somebody who's got a thousand viewers and uh, literally just hire them and, and hope that well, uh, they, some of those viewers Follow it them says to that they do have, 50, like I said, 58 million subscribers to their YouTube channel. They're going to predict what happens in the next play and welcome an entertaining parade of dunk tanks, pudding cannons, special guests, and the occasional world record attempt. I think that I think that's going to wear thin. You I, might be right. I think so. I mean, so Dave, I, I mean... We're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. You're 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 like a diehard sports fan. You know, I watch it because it's on. Um, but I, I I'm casual at, at best. Right. How so, how much how much of the Manning cast did you watch as opposed to the the traditional Monday Night Football? Well, broadcast? I have to tell you, I loved the Manning cast. See, I watched the Manning cast throughout the whole season whenever it was on, and it wasn't on for every game. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was hilarious. They had great guests. I think Peyton is hilarious. Eli is great. I love the Manning cast. I see. I thought the Manning cast had its moments. I thought it had good moments, but I think yeah. it, I, I feel like it dragged a lot too. Yeah, I just thought it was great, and um, I I hope they do. I don't know if they're going to do every game with the Manning cast on Monday Night Football. I am interested to see what kind of uh, broadcast Amazon Prime is going to put on. I mean, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. So if your team's playing on Thursday night, okay, you need to have uh, Amazon Prime. If your team is playing on Monday night, you need to have ESPN. I think it was on ESPN and ABC. And, and, and Thursday night used to, be on, uh, used to be on Fox and NFL Network. Now it's on Amazon Prime. And in fact, the team that I love, the Denver Broncos, We'll be playing in London on October 30th, Sunday morning. There's only one place you can watch it, ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, it, it's too fragmented. We've talked about this before. All, all the streaming stuff is, is, is it, you know, it's not even making cord cutting worth it no. money-wise. It used to be that, you know, I wasn't cutting the cord because, well, I had two reasons. One was uh, you couldn't watch live sports, which you can now. The other reason was I have DirecTV, and I wanted uh, Sunday tickets so I could watch the Denver Broncos. Now, uh, even that um, is up at the end of the year, and they're rumored to be going to a streaming platform, Amazon Prime, Apple Apple TV+, whatever. So everything is changing, and they're almost forcing you to go to all these different apps. But, I mean, let's think about it. You know, between Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Peacock, uh, Discovery. I mean, you name it, everybody's got. Even the NFL has NFL Plus now. Right. Even the, our local TV stations here right. have Channel 4, WDFA Plus, Channel 4 Plus, whatever. Which, look, I, I like, I love Channel 4, but how many people are going to that streaming yeah, site know. instead of just keeping it on for the Today Show? But All the right. fact that they're, they're, they're pushing you into this. Yeah. Is uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Essentially, what, what, what's going to happen is is you're going to be able to get a bundle of all of them. It's just going to cost as much as cable. Yeah, anyway. we're going to have to uh, keep we're going to have to keep an eye on this. So okay, I, I I'm doing a little uh, uh, piecemeal research on the Manning cast. Um, it said that uh, it, 
the first episode had 800,000 viewers, then the second episode had 1.9, third 1.6. Um, the Monday Night Football broadcast itself averaged about 11.2. So the the the, the uh, ratings were niche, but maybe that's all Amazon but needs. They, but ESPN uh, did say that it was their it was one of their highest ranking. Um, you know, streaming things that they ever had done. Right. Uh, we're running out of time, but uh, you know, this kind of this kind of is in stark contrast to um, the passing of Vin Scully, yeah. um, legendary Dodgers broadcaster for sixty-seven years. And of course, you know, we had our own Vin Scully here in Detroit with, with Ernie Harwell. Um, and, and you know, we're never going to have another Ernie. We're never going to have another Vin Scully. The world's just not. Um, uh, equipped that way, like you said, you know, back then there's three TV stations and radio stations, right. and now, but you know, who would you say right now is the closest um, live to living legend status amongst our broadcast teams? You know, it's it's really tough. Um, you know, I would have to say, um, you know, Mickey Redmond. Who does yeah. the color for the uh, the Red Wings? Has been a you know former b- beloved player uh, broadcasting for such a long time. Um, you know George Blaha's been around for a, a long time. He does Michigan State. He does the Pistons. He's been around for a, a long time. Um, we just don't have that that legendary uh, voice. I mean, I don't think that 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 was See, Ernie or Vince Scully. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I I think um, both Red Wings broadcast teams, whether Ken Kale, Paul Woods on the radio, Mickey Redman and Ken Daniels on TV, yeah. they've been around long enough, and they've called some some sure. some big moments. Right. Uh, the Dan Dickerson call of Maglio in the 2006 playoff, sure. classic call. Yeah. Dan Miller calls a hell of a game, but yeah. he hasn't just you know unfortunately mm-hmm. he's been broadcasting the Lions. Yeah. And uh, he I mean, hasn't. Yeah. Um, if Rod and Mario could have kept it together, if Rod and Mario could have put a, aside the fact that they didn't like each other and could have just... Uh, because they had us all fooled. I mean, right. you, you heard rumors they didn't like each other um, yeah. throughout their, their time together, but they, they were so good together, you wouldn't believe it. I think if they could have kept it together for another 10 to 20 years, they obviously wouldn't have quite hit... Ernie status, but they would have been close. Right. So. Uh, you know, Mark Champion also on Pistons, uh, he does the radio broadcast. He's right. been around for a long time, too. He does a great job. So, yeah. so, so you didn't really um, answer the question. You just named it, all the teams. It's just, yeah, I, I, guess, it's I, I guess the answer is the that I don't know if we'll ever have a legendary no, we, voice like right. Ernie Harwell uh, or... Uh, you know, Vince Scully, because, you know, times have changed. And right. you're right. There are so many different ways to to watch uh, any watch or listen to any type of broadcast that um, it's just different. Right. You know, exactly. All right. Speaking of legends, let's try to get Richard on the horn here. Yeah. Um, Rick. We said we check in with them. We also have a very exciting yeah. uh, announcement. Oop. It's hard. Uh, hold on. I'm multitasking, trying to. Uh, um, to get to get him on the horn, as Rich likes to yeah, say. Let's get Rich on the horn here. Yeah. Um, this is great radio trying to dial someone, but uh, you know. Hey, you know, uh, it's uh, live to tape, so. There go. Ooh, hot, hot phone. You know, we'll I, do, I, I hope he answers. We'll do this. Would you rather with Rich as well as uh, Blake the messenger? Oh, Richard. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, Mike and Dave on whatever day. Hi, Rich. Oh, 
Holy cow, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, uh, you are not in with us. Uh, I don't know if you want to explain why. If not, we can move on. Sure, I have uh, bronchitis. Bronchitis, and you've been you've been out, and uh, hopefully you're starting to feel a little bit better. I am. I had my first night cough-free last night. Woo! Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I, it was, I tried my hardest. I just, you know, you got to give 110%, and, and uh, that's what I did. <laughs> that's good. Well, and it looks like it's paying off. We've missed you, Rich. Uh, Clear hearts, yeah. clean minds, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Richard, um, we need you to rest up because we've teased a very exciting announcement at the beginning of the show. And, uh, Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. You can go back and listen to the tape. Um, and on August... I doing that. <laughs> on August 12th, you don't even want to listen while you're, while you're here. On August 12th, <laughs> the three of us will be filling in for Mitch Album on the Mitch Album Show... From 5 to 7 on WJR. So uh, rest up, Richard. Rest up. We're going to the big leagues. Dave, that is really messing up my head. I know, but Rich, (laughs) you you, you have to get yourself well for this uh, big event on Friday, August 12th. Well, don't put too much pressure on All right. Afternoon drive. I mean, you might have to uh, ratchet it up to 115%, okay? Yeah, wow. Oh, don't you worry. I'm going to take as much... Hydroxychloroquine, right, and horse paste, ivermectin, and yeah, whatever good. I need to do. Good. All right. So since we got you on the horn, Rich, the uh, <laughs> the, the messenger came in here with uh, his first "Would you rather" in a month. This was supposed to be well, a weekly. Like yeah, it's supposed to be a weekly thing, but it's been highly inconsistent. So to end the show. And this one gives uh, one of our P1s anxiety, so I apologize. <laughs> the Would You Rather question for the week. Would you rather be forced to sing along to every single song you hear or, B, dance to every single song you hear? Richard, um, since, you, uh, since you are on the men, we'll let you go first. Oh, boy. You know, I... I'm diametrically opposed to forced movement. I really like to be stationary. Yeah. So I'm going to go with singing. One vote for singing, uh, Dave. 100% uh, singing. And it's a clean sweep because I kind of feel like if I know the song, I'm going to sing along. I, I sing along to it anyway. Yeah. I'm not mm. much on dancing unless I'm uh, unless I'm uh, a slizzard. So it looks like it's a clean sweep for singing. Do you have to? Holy do you cow, have to I don't really? Think that's never happened before. Do you have to do really, really well at knowing all the the, the lyrics? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't, only the messenger knows for sure. Yes, right. Richard. This is the first time in the history of two times of us doing it that there's been a clean sweep. <laughs> well, Richard, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. Uh, Dave, it's been nice uh, holding down the fort with you. And the uh, next time you hear us, um, provided Richard uh, continues on his upward trajectory and his health, uh, it'll be the three of us. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, anyone from Albums Crew is going to be on. It might be a 10-person party, but uh, the three of us will be back together on August 12th from 5 to 7, WJR.com Eastern Time. Be there.